Help, I got a Mac, episode number 10. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Help, I Got a Mac. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Biting. And we are here with a podcast devoted to the Mac Switcher. Those of you yep. out there, yeah, go ahead, Chris. Tell us all about oh, it. Oh, no. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, unlike most Apple podcasts or, or Mac-related podcasts, we're, uh, we're here to help the new guys and gals get uh, used to these awesome machines we call Macs. So, Absolutely. That's, that's pretty much what it is in a nutshell. Very cool. And we record this show on Sunday evenings at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, you can always check us out over at gspn.tv slash live to uh, participate with us. And tonight we have quite a few people that have joined us in the chat room. We have Brent Irwin. We have Evan Agee. I noticed that uh, we have somebody by the name of Naps202 says haven't seen us in a couple weeks. Uh, she doesn't see, He or she doesn't own a Mac but wanted to say hi. And so, uh, hello. Thanks for stopping by. We got 15 other people in the chat. Uh, we have about 20 people viewing us on Ustream, and I'm sure the audience will grow as we move forward. So tonight, uh, this is 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 this actually our first show of 2008? It is our first show of 2008. We didn't have a show last week. I uh, I had some family things uh, happening, and um, but yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. Uh, what'd you get for Christmas? Oh man, I got all sorts of stuff. I got video games and books and clothes and gift cards and you name it, I probably got it. Awesome, awesome. No, I, ironically, n- nothing, nothing Mac related, but you know that's fine. Yeah. Um, I have a major confession to make. To- you didn't buy Zoom, did you? <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Okay. Although I wouldn't mind having one just so that. You know, for the podcast answer, man, have it for research, do a review of it and to kind of have it there for those of my listeners who will have a Zune, because I do believe the Zune is going to be big. I I don't think it'll ever be as big as an iPod, but I think it will probably eventually work its way up to the second most popular portable device for audio and video. Oh, yeah. I I, I don't think it's a bad device. I've played with the new one. It's a nice piece of hardware. I think the... uh the user interface on it's cool. I think the software that loads on the computer is real cool. I, I have played with that firsthand. And I do think, you know, with like integration with the Xbox that I'm sure is going to come down the line, I think it's going to be a nice piece of hardware. I don't know if it's going to get the market share of the iPod, but it'll probably get a nice niche. And, you know, like right. I said, you know, if someone, if someone gave me one, I wouldn't throw it away. I'd definitely use it. Absolutely. So um, I, I want to take uh, just a moment to, to make a confession, though. Okay. okay, lay it on me. I'm going to lay it on you. Okay. Re- you'll recall that prior to the new year, I had mm-hmm. mentioned that I was, you know, we were in the market to po- possibly purchase a new Mac. Uh, we were considering, you know, should we get um, an iMac? Should we get a Mac Mini? And talking about all the different things uh, related to that. For And, and this was going to be a family PC. Uh, for, yeah. It was going to be f- for the family to use. And primarily, Stephanie needed something upstairs. Her laptop completely went haywire. The uh, 
the adapter the where you plug in the cable into the computer the mm-hmm. internal mechanism of that completely went shot and so you can no longer charge it oh yeah uh and and but she needed a computer upstairs i mean she's upstairs all day long i now that i'm working from home uh i'm downstairs all day long and she she will she usually keeps all of our books financially for the home and she's actually also going to be keeping up all the books um financially for the business as we move forward in 2008 and to you know she doesn't want to always come down and say you know hey can i use the computer and and take me away from my work and so she she really wanted to have something upstairs but she also wanted to have something portable and quite frankly i love my macbook i absolutely love my macbook but i am a i i am i'm very big into streaming as you're aware okay yeah and if i stream anything from my macbook the the twin engine jet propulsion systems kick in on my macbook (laughs) and it does no good to stream from my macbook using the internal mic when i'm out and about when this thing is just you know it it literally i have i have to keep it from taking off on the runway Uh, it's that loud and and so i hate that and i mean it, it it's a brand new macbook i bought it in june and it's not like it doesn't have enough RAM. It's got two two gigs of RAM, but it's just the fact that the video card is integrated on the motherboard, and it has shared memory. And you kick flash into gear, uh, and you have anything else running, and and the the big fans kick in. Mm-hmm. And so we did not want to get another MacBook. And so therefore, the question was: Should we get? A, she, the thing is, is, she wanted to be able to have something portable, and therefore. Um, a laptop came to mind. She wanted to be able to keep it upstairs pretty much all the time. But when we come down to do a live show together, she wanted to be able to bring that down into the studio so that she could look at the chat room when we're doing a live show and and all these other stuff or all these other things. And and so it came down to it. And of course, as, uh, one of the things is that I went shopping. I was so close to buying a Vista laptop for four ninety nine. Yeah. Uh, it, matter of fact, my price point for Vista is $499. $599 is too much. I will not pay $599 for a Vista machine. I would definitely pay $499. <laughs> but okay. I'm, I'm going to expose Best Buy for the evil people that they are. And so this I is. To, I used to work there. What's that? <laughs> I used to work there in college. Okay. Well, you can tell me if this is true. But okay. I, I doubt very seriously we'll ever have Best Buy as a sponsor, which is fine because I don't like their store for the most part anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, I realize that their hands are tied. They have Vista machines. That's, that's all they can do, right? But anyway, right. Th- this has more to do with their sales tactics. They advertise a laptop computer, an Acer laptop computer with a built-in webcam, uh, obviously with a built-in mic as well. Um, then also, uh, it had two gigs of RAM. It was a two or one point eight uh, pro, uh, gigahertz processor. Um, okay. It it had um, two gig of RAM and it had a hundred and sixty gig hard drive. I don't care who makes it. I don't care what operating system it is. With those specs, you know, four ninety nine. I'll take it with you know Linux on it. it, it I mean that yeah. that you just can't beat that price. And for what she wanted to be able to use it for, I'm certain it would have been fine. Uh, but you go in, okay. And here's the deal. They always put these kind of things on sale. 
and they usually have about four of those in stock per store. Right. And then you go there, and they they have to order four in stock because they can't do bait and switch. That would be against the law. Yeah. However, they can have four of them and then run out and tell you that, oh, by the way, I'm sorry, that one's out of stock. It went really fast. Uh, so, uh, you know, but I tell you what, this one right here is really nice. It's five ninety nine, and it has about but the the thing is, is is they try to upsell you to five ninety nine, and I'm looking at the five ninety nine machine. The five ninety nine machine is a one gig RAM. It's an eighty gig hard drive, so it's half the RAM, half the hard drive space, and the processes is or the processor is is not as fast. Right for a hundred dollars more than what was advertised on the other one. And they're not issuing rate checks, are they? No, absolutely not. They said, oh, no, that one's being discontinued. That's why it was so low. But I'll yeah. tell you, and, and I sit there and I said, well, that really stinks. That's the only reason I came into the store today. And they says, well, I'll tell you what. We do have one in the, in the box, brand new in the box, but it's one that we automatically upgraded to, our, to the full-blown uh, antivirus suite and the anti-spyware, and it's all loaded up. And I said, you know what? I don't want a computer with all your bloatware on it. You can give me a free everything. It doesn't matter. Uh, As soon as I get it home, I'm going to strip all the bloatware off and put AVG free antivirus on it anyway. Yeah, they should just get... Were were they going to charge you extra for all that stuff that was on it? Only $110. Oh, only. Only, yeah, Yeah, for, for, for antivirus. Uh, so uh, yeah, it, it's ma- it's magic antivirus. Exactly. So obviously, I decided. You know, there's no way I'm going to fall into their ploys and tactics of having this immediate need for gratification, and I'm not going to let them win. I'm not right. going. I am not going to pay six hundred dollars plus for a Vista machine. I will pay five hundred plus tax. I will not pay any more. Vista yeah. sucks. <laughs> and so I was angry. You know, I, I, I have this cash. I'm ready to buy this computer. And that is um, is where I was at. And somebody in the chat room says, I thought this was a Mac pro- podcast. And, and what I'm doing here is I'm actually uh, confessing as a Mac uh, podcaster uh, that I was supposed to be buying a, a, a one of the entry point Macs for my family and I am confessing that instead what I did is I went to a friend of mine who owns a local computer shop and I had him custom order me a laptop with Windows XP Professional on it. Oh, you're killing me. Yes, I did. And the specs on it, you know, webcam built in, uh, two gig of RAM, it's got a 180 gig hard drive, um, 2.4 gigahertz processor, uh, just this thing's ready to go, and the cost seven hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, but you're not cool if you're using that. Well, the thing is, is it's the family machine, and you know what? It's gonna do webkins.com just fine. <laughs> you know, it really, it it seriously is. So yeah. Wait, yeah. So for those of you who are wondering, how does this tie back into Help I Got a Mac? And I want to just make something painfully clear for anybody out there. Mac, Mac, people who are those super ultra, you know, Macs are the only way to do computer people. Uh, they're, they're not, you're not going to like this podcast. However, this is a podcast for people who have just purchased a Mac or somebody who's just thinking about getting their first Macintosh. Right, because we have, we have said, okay, there are sometimes in some cases where a Mac may not be the best choice for you. Absolutely. And you know what? And me being a, an Apple fanboy now until the day I die, 
you know, I, I admit that that we have talked about that, and and that's okay. Um, we're not going to blindly lead someone in, into something, you know, if it's the wrong if it's the wrong choice for them. Absolutely. And so what I'm saying is that I don't feel bad about buying an XP Pro uh, laptop. Now, if I, I will tell you that my personal opinion is, if you have to spend more than five hundred dollars for a system. I would say get an XP system if you're not going to buy a Mac. But if you're going to spend more than $500 and you don't have access to getting an XP system, by all means, go get a Mac. I I hate Vista that much. And so therefore, uh, and and really, you know, um, I I think I think that XP is a solid operating system, and so I just want people to understand. (laughs) That's because it's it's about eight years old too. Absolutely, absolutely. And so that is all I wanted to share is, is that the laptop should be coming in Tuesday or Wednesday and we have uh, an additional computer coming into the home and it's not a Mac. And, uh, you know, like I said, this, when it came down to it, price was a huge issue for us. We had $900 cash to spend that we were given as a Christmas present and the right. intention of that $900 was to purchase this computer that we wanted for our family. We don't have any additional money to put towards that purchase at all because of this new career that I'm starting, and, and I didn't really want to pull any funds from anywhere else. And so we needed the system. We needed it as quickly as possible. We decided that you know this was the way to go. And the other option was to get a Mac Mini, and to get a you know a, a, you could get a Mac Mini, decent size monitor uh, with keyboard and mouse and all that stuff would have cost about the same price. The only difference is, is that I would have had very low entry. Uh, I would have been stuck with one gig of RAM. It would have been, uh, you know, it, it and it would have been non-portable. It would not be a laptop that I could carry around. Right, and you know, it's fine. Yep. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Uh, you know, a little part of my soul just died, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna <laughs> condemn you for not not getting a Mac. Very cool, people. And you know, we're. You know, right now we're competing. With, speaking of like computers and non-Mac stuff, since we're kind of just going off the rails here uh you know ces's keynote i think it's bill gates's keynote is happening right now you know i i just realized that today is is that 9 30 it's bill gates last keynote address and honestly i, I could care less <laughs> me too i mean the, the, the guy <laughs> is a genius i will tell you that he is a wonderful businessman um and and, and you know he, he's got a you know I, he's got things going for him but he is boring as heck to listen to talk. Exactly. <laughs> to talk and and to. you know what? I mean, I guess it's good this year that Macworld isn't the same week as CES because, you know, Bill's, Bill's speech is going to be for, forgotten, um, you know, this time next week when, when Steve's going to happen the next day. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. Because let's be honest, Steve Jobs is a much better speaker than Bill Gates. Yeah. And Jack at Mac Mobile, which is in our chat room right now, says you could have got a refurbished MacBook, and uh, you must have just joined us. One of the re- the Mac a uh, MacBook was an option that we were thinking about, but I will tell you that I have a MacBook uh, b- purchased brand new in June, uh, and I got it with two gigs of RAM in it. And to do what we do most, which is streaming with these things, uh, a lot of streaming. Uh, basically, there are the the fan in the MacBook is a little trigger happy, and that thing sounds like a jet engine when you're streaming 
using the internal built-in microphone. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, that that's what I wanted to share. Not a big deal. I don't think it's huge. Uh, <laughs> but but in anyway, it, if anything, it's consistent with what we've said all along. Is that we think Macs are great, and it and it's great for certain individuals, certain times. And um, I think Mac is the way of the future. And and I think that. Uh, would I have preferred to get a Mac? Absolutely. If I had the cash to do so, I would have. And yeah. uh, absolutely. There's, hands down, I would have done it. I would have loved to have gotten a MacBook Pro. Uh, but, you know, the money wasn't there, and so we went and got XP machine. Anyway, so you have some thoughts for us, right? What was that? You have some stuff for us to discuss regarding the Mac show tonight. I do have a couple things. We got a couple listener questions tonight, and I got some cool new software that I found and then I and then I do want to touch base a little bit about Macworld, you okay. know. Cuz uh even though this is for the new Mac switcher, if someone's thinking, let's let's actually let's just go into that right now. If someone I'm going to tell you right now, if someone's thinking about getting any Apple product, do not get anything. Don't go to the Apple store. Don't even look at anything until after next Monday. Yes. And the because, reason for that uh Macworld starts next week and Steve Jobs, the CEO of of uh, Apple, Uncle Steve, as I like to call him, uh, that he gives his keynote speech every year, and it's more consumer focused, and, and they're going to launch some kind of cool product or or some new, you know, either an upgrade to something or or a completely new product, and you're going to want to get it. So you're gonna, you're going to buy your computer, and then like you know a week or two into it, he's going to come out with something super sweet. You're going to be upset because you didn't know about it ahead of time. And Apple's real, real secretive. They don't like to show their roadmaps or anything like other companies do, you know, like Dell and HP. You know what's kind of coming down the line from them. With Apple, it's so secretive you don't know. And this is a rare opportunity where you know that something's going to happen ahead of time. Right. Um, somebody in the chat room, I, I saw earlier, somebody asked a question. Did you see that? No, which one? Um, I don't know who it was, but I, I'm going back to see if I can find it. Uh, let's see here. Does anyone know how the MacBook deals with watching movies in iTunes? And then, of course, my browser, my chat room, somebody else chatted, so I had to go back. Hold on. Um, what was the reason for... Okay, does anybody know how the MacBook deals with watching videos in iTunes? That's my problem now with my integrated video card. I can't run snitter pop-ups and watch iTunes movie, iTunes movies at the same time. That's how bad it is. So, Brent, in the chat room, uh, let me ask you, are you running on a PC? That's my question for you right there. Okay, I want to let you know that uh, there are quite a few PCs that I have uh, had and running iTunes in them and trying to watch one of the higher-resolution videos in iTunes it tends to be a major issue unless you do have a, a a an actual video card with some memory on board so that it's not taking it off the processor. Uh, yeah, a lot of the uh, H.264 stuff is very, very processor intensive. It is. However, the MacBook, even your basic, most basic of basic MacBook, obviously, you know, iTunes comes standard with, uh, yeah, it does come standard with it. Um, and it, it works right out of the box. It, it works beautifully. In fact, it looks gorgeous. Some of the newer stuff, the newer movies, when you get buy a uh, widescreen version of it, uh, I almost 
I almost prefer watching a downloaded movie or TV episode from iTunes. I prefer watching it on the crystal clear, super glossy screen of my MacBook than I would on my television. Yeah, and the, and the reason that that it looks that it works so much better than, let's say, you know, a similarly equipped PC is really the way the operating system handles graphics and stuff like that with core animation and core video. That it, it just offloads a lot of that stuff to the the graphics processor and, and, and things like that. It's just just handles that stuff a little bit better. That and it's I I'd be willing to bet that uh, iTunes is probably written a little bit better for the for the Mac than it is for Windows. Yeah, and and and, and I would say that that if if you're wor- worried about that, that you can stop worrying. Grab yourself. I I, I haven't used a, a minimum Mac Mini, but I would imagine the Mac Mini is the same way. Now I don't know how good uh, he said Snitter. Um, Snitter's written with Adobe's Air application, which is that new Flash-based, yeah, kind of like you know, techie thing. And uh, I'm I'm not going to act like I know what the, the technical version of Air is, but um, it's like .NET only it's Adobe's version of it, kind of thing. Yeah, and kind of like Silverlight, which is Microsoft's version of it too. Gotcha. Um, you know what I. <laughs> I've had some performance issues with, with Air applications. I was playing with the Pounce application, and I was also playing with Snitter for about three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I don't think Air is ready yet. It, it's it's still evolving. I think a, a year from now will be much better. Um, I'm going to avoid running any Air applications for now, though. Yeah, if you go to if you go to Snitter's website, and just so you guys know, uh, there's a program called Twitter, twitter.com slash gspn. Check it out. Uh, add me as your friend, and my goal is to get to a thousand listener friends by the end of January. I think I'm at. Like, I just want to. I just want a hundred. I'm at like forty <laughs> right now. We'll, we'll hook you up. Go to okay. Twitter.com/slash/biting and add uh, Chris as a Twitter friend. Anyway, Twitter is this microblogging uh, communication tool that that is just totally awesome. And anyway. Um, Snitter is a program that is written for Adobe Air and it's an application to interact with Twitter and you can use it both on a Mac or a PC uh, which is really cool and I will tell you if you go to their site um, it's funny everybody in the chat room is putting their (laughs) twitter.com slash whatever so uh, we got twitter.com slash Brent Irwin slash Linker J. Patrick slash Evan Ag, which is E-V-A-N-G-A-G-E-E. Uh, and uh, sl- uh, snitter.com slash Rev Tim, which, oh, by the way, welcome Rev, Rev Tim. Uh, he has a great podcast that I just listened to this week uh, talking about, uh, um, he, he basically did an interview with somebody that was just ready, getting ready to plant a church in Berkeley or has just uh, planted a church in Berkeley and stuff like that. And of course, as a Christian and uh, Christian podcaster, I'm very much involved in, in trying to stay up with uh, folks who are out there using this medium for more than just sermon casting. And, uh, and so basically, uh, Rev Tim, keep up your great podcast. I like it. Uh, anyway... Twitter is a great application, but I will tell you, if you go to go to Snitter's website and read about it, and there's some frequently asked questions where it says known issues, and uh, basically he admits that there are some memory leaks, 
And so I've noticed that Snitter even causes my jet propulsion engine fans in my MacBook to kick in sometimes. Uh, and when you couple that with Firefox and its occasional memory leaks, you know, Snitter is something that I find to be a necessity in the way that I use Twitter. Uh, so what I've done is I actually have gone back to not the latest version, but the one prior to that. I, I uninstalled the most recent and went back, uh, rolled back to the prior version of Snitter. It is buggy as heck, but I tell you what, it works so awesomely for me to be able to respond directly to people uh, from direct messages and stuff. So, great, great program. But anyway, yeah, Snitter, not a great program for uh, stability anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else in the chat room, if you have a question, go ahead and uh, type it in. That's what we're here for. That's why we do this live. But uh, Chris, why don't you go ahead and go to the next question or the next comment you want to make? Sure. Uh, I had a question from uh, Brad in Alaska. I don't, I don't know if he's on tonight or not. but uh, Not yet, if no. If, if he is, hello. And if not, uh, hello when you hear this. Uh, his question was, I'm currently working on a video project using iMovie HD on my MacBook. The issue I currently have is that even though I have a 500 gig external hard drive, my laptop, which has 120 gig HD, only has 8 gigs of usable space. I have to load 8 gigs on my laptop, save it to the external drive, then delete the 8 gigs on my laptop and repeat. And he really wants to free up some hard drive space on a laptop, but he's afraid of start if it, to del- if, he's afraid of deleting programs that will be needed, and he wants to know where he starts. All right. So and, uh, so he's got the MacBook uh, mm-hmm. And he has how much on his hard drive? He has a 120 gigabyte internal hard drive right. that only has eight gigabytes of usable storage <laughs> space. Wow! Yeah. And uh, there's a couple things I, I would maybe try. Uh, there's a program called um, oh, what is it? Delocalizer. And what that does is uh, every application has other languages in, in it other than English or Spanish or, or whatever language you use your, your OS X in. And what Delocalizer will do will delete all those other languages. You'll free up a couple of gigs of space. That, that's the first thing to try. Uh, the next thing to do, uh, and this is a little bit more uh, risky, is to go into your um, application uh, support folder in your system folder and, and delete any old applications that you don't have installed anymore. Even though you can you can delete an application from your applications folder and it's uninstalled, sometimes it leaves little pieces of itself in that system folder. Deleting those uh, will do that. Uh, someone just recommended, uh, Evan just re- recommended OmniDisk Sweeper. Uh, that's another good program that will look for basically old files in your system folder to get rid of those. Um, the next thing that they may want to, that he may want to do is check his home folder, check in his documents folder, uh, his iTunes, iPhoto, see if he can offload those libraries onto the external hard drive and then access them from there when he needs them. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that their iPhoto and iTunes take up a lot of space. Yeah. You know, I just uploaded 2,754 photos up to uh, Flickr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and when I deleted those off of my local hard drive, it felt good. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know, if, and, and I know you're not a big iPhoto guy, but iPhoto saves an original copy of every photo that you that you tweak. So if you make a change you know, to, to a color or a red-eye reduce or, 
or crop, it, it keeps a, a copy of your original photo. And your iPhoto library can get really, really big really, really fast. Yeah, here's, here's the deal. I, today, you can go out, I don't know, what do they have, like a 55 megapixel camera? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, I, don't know about, I don't know about that big. But Maybe anyway, like, today, yeah. it, it's not uncommon, uncommon to have a 5 or 6 megapixel camera cost you $299 or, or somewhere around that price. Uh, mm-hmm. And if I think by default those things probably come out with the highest setting or quality setting available as default. And you, if you're throwing yourself in there a one or two gigabyte flash card, you may not realize this, but each photo you take could be anywhere between five to six megabytes in size right. for every little click of the button. And yeah, those. With those big flash drives, it's easy just to pop a bunch of pictures and load them up and not even think about it. That, that, I, I can't tell you how many gigs of storage came off of my hard drive when I uploaded all those to Flickr and said, bye-bye, local world. And, <laughs> uh, of course, I do have them backed up to DVDs as well. But oh, uh, yeah. but having those things on my hard drive, I mean, really, that there that is a lot. So, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I'm sure... Uh, everybody here is talking about podcasts. I'm sure he, Brad, listens to a lot of podcasts and then doesn't delete them. You know, I I only keep the the most, you know, whatever I'm listening to now or the next newest one on my iTunes because podcasts do take up a lot of space. Yeah, and I didn't really, ours. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I <laughs> and I, but mainly with uh, empty space. No, I'm joking. Um, I didn't realize how much space those took up until I started putting them on my iPhone, and it was just eating space up left and right. Another thing you want to check, and I know there's a program to do this, you want to check your album artwork. Um, iTunes has the ability to have multiple pieces of art for for a song, mm-hmm. and you can really chew up space really, really fast if you have accidentally put multiple pictures of, of cover art in your iTunes. Really? You can free up, yeah, you can free up a couple gig. Uh, that way, depending on how big your library is, of course. Wow, that is something I would have never really imagined. The, the album artwork as a memory hog in iTunes. Believe it or not, when you have sixty or seventy gigs worth of music, each one has a picture that's worth, you know, anywhere between seventy kilobits and you know, I'm sorry, kilobytes and and three hundred, four hundred kilobytes. Those add up after a while. Yeah, I guess so. Especially if you have seventeen gigs worth of audio. Exactly. So, so those would be those would be things I would check. Um, I would probably do a Google search and see if there's a, a an Apple script or something that I can check. You know your pictures. I think there is. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, hold on. You're speaking Mac expert language there, or at least Mac Uber <laughs> geek language. Remember, bring it back home here. This is for the new Mac user. What's this Apple script that you're talking about? Okay, uh, if I could give someone a definition of what Apple script is. AppleScript is a programming language. Um, it's a programming language that uses normal language, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, pretty much, at, it's an easy way of taking a, something that require a bunch of steps uh-huh. and, and making it so it does it automatically. Let me let me see because I know nothing about it other than seeing people like put one together or something like that using uh, whatever that tool is, Automator or something. Mm-hmm. But Apple Script is basically saying, okay, it, 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 if you will, it's kind of like an. Remember when you had to hard code HTML documents, and you had kind to know, of, yeah. you had you had to know 
you know, the, the bolt, you know, the B inside of the little open tags uh, was for bold and you had to know all the different little carriages and stuff like that. Uh, when they, now today, you can actually design a website and know nothing about HTML because they have what you see is what you get. And if you want to think about it, it's almost as though AppleScript is a what you see is what you get kind of logically based programming tool. Yeah, what it, it it kind of it 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 automates workflows. Yeah. So you know, if you need to get from point A to point B, the steps that it takes to get from point A to point B, you can write this Apple script to run those okay. automatically. And Evan saying is correcting me, which is totally cool because uh, again, I'm a new Mac user myself. Automator, he's saying Automator is something that generates Apple script. It's not Apple script itself. So very good. Exactly. So yeah, Apple script is the language. Yeah, Automator's kind of like a WYSIWYG for AppleScript, give gotcha. or take. You know, it, it's pretty limited on, on the things it can do, where, where if you just use pure AppleScript, uh, you can do quite a bit. I, I don't know enough about AppleScript to really be an expert in it, so yeah. that's all I'm going to say and, about And that. you know what? In this podcast, the, the, the one thing I love about this podcast is that I don't feel like I have to go and learn that so I can explain it to our listeners, because this podcast is always going to be here for the new Mac user. And exactly, it, and... and so a quick tip from new Mac user, people have probably already written this for you, and they have nice instructions on how to use them. Yeah, so where would you go to find something like that? Just a Google search? Just a Google search. So what would you Google search for our problem of uh, the cover art or something? Apple script cover art. I'm going to try it right now. iTunes multiple. So he's just typed those words into Google.com. And I'm not finding a whole lot. <laughs> All right. And of course, I'll, uh, well, yeah, I, here's another thing you can do, though. You can always go to an Apple fan forum online. You could even go to the Apple forum, the official Apple forum, and, mm-hmm. and go into, I'm sure there's a section of that forum for Apple script. And you could say, hey, I'm looking for a script that will do X, Y, Z. And yeah, there are there are people out there that they can do Apple Script easier than we can formulate an email. And so, in essence, what you can do is just go ahead and say what you want, and somebody probably would just go ahead and type it up for you real quick and then send it to you. Yeah, exactly. If you just go to apple.com slash support, there's a whole discussion area there. There's, you know, new user tips and tricks and a knowledge base and all that good stuff. Very cool. I just want to say that we're currently at 113 uh, or so live viewers at Ustream.tv. For those of you who are on the Ustream, you just landed there and you're wondering, what in the world uh, is this guy speaking into a microphone on my front page of Ustream? Uh, You are viewing a recording live of Help I Got a Mac, which is a Mac podcast devoted to the Mac Switcher. And uh, if you are thinking about buying a Macintosh computer, uh, if you are uh, somebody who just got one for Christmas or you know somebody that just got one for Christmas, be sure to tell them to go to helpigotamac.com. All right. So what's up next on our uh, agenda here? Something and actually, about- I want to I tell everybody uh, who's popping up on this. If you go to gspn.tv slash live, uh, you can actually join us in our, our little chat room here, and we can talk to you. If you have any questions, you can pop us a question real quick. And it's nice, it's fun, it's safe, it's moderated. We take care of all that kind of stuff for you. So Absolutely. just go over and check it out. Family friendly here. 
So go ahead with your next one, and what I'll do is I'll put that uh, URL up on the uh, sc- scrolling text screen there. Okay, uh, the next one is from uh, someone in the forums, and uh, Skyland Lau uh, said, Hi, I just switched from my PC to Mac, and so far things are going well. I just started listening to the podcast from the beginning, but I haven't listened to all the episodes, so if this has been covered already, I apologize. Anyway, I'm trying to import some movies I've taken with my digital camera into iMovie, but iMovie doesn't recognize the file format. I have a Kodak camera, and the movies are MOV files. I've tried exporting the movies out of QuickTime into another format. While I can't get iMovie to read the files once they're exported, their quality goes, really goes down the drain. Does anyone have any tricks? And, uh, a lot of the Kodak cameras do, do shoot in an MOV, but they shoot in a, uh, it's like a 3GP, I think is the, uh, the name of the extension. Okay. And 3GP conversion... I apologize. I should have kind of checked this out before. Well, I hand here. While you're looking that up, one of the things that I found very helpful is Visual Hub. Uh, that program, what is it, twenty three dollars and thirteen cents or something like that, or thirty two yeah. cents? Uh, it is definitely worth it. I think uh, Evan had mentioned another program he really likes a whole lot. Um, and this, what I what I have done, I have a a hard drive based video camera that. Uh, runs a proprietary MP4 format called .mod, and mm-hmm. it's a JVC camera, and it it will not in, import into anything either unless you bring it in and hook it up to the DV camera and then uh, do the whole live import, which of course does away with the whole reason of having you know a file that you can drag and drop onto your hard onto your desktop. So what I do is I use Visual Hub. And you drag it into the little Visual Hub window, and and you choose at the top what you want to convert it to. And I convert convert that file to DV. And then what you can do is go into iMovie, and you go and hit File, and then hit Import Movie, and then uh, you know browse to your desktop or wherever you have the file, and then you'll see the DV uh, version of that file is available for you to import into your iMovie. And that's right. how I do everything. Yeah, and it looks like that uh, Visual Hub, once again proving to be a really great program, does accept the uh, the weird uh, MOV uh, version of three uh, of that of that three GP uh, file format. So for twenty three dollars and thirty two cents you can get this program that'll take any video and convert it into anything that anything usable that you need. Yeah, it is it is a beautiful beautiful program. Now, I want to mention something since we're talking about uh creating iMovie and uh stuff like that. I have a little project um and and I'll go ahead and announce it here just in case anybody here is listening and they're a Lost fan. If you live in the Cincinnati area, the Cincinnati Northern Kentucky area, or you live within driving distance and you're uh a big enough Lost fan to travel this distance, my wife and I run a Weekly Lost podcast over at weeklylostpodcast.com, and we are huge fans of this show. And there's a store called Entertainment Solutions. They're a big, huge home custom home theater store. And when you walk into their storefront, they have leather couches galore in all these made-up, you know, fake 
living rooms with big, gigantic, uh, widescreen, high-definition televisions uh, all over the place. They have a they have an example of a home theater with the sound system like you wouldn't believe, with big recliners and a couch, uh, with those huge rumble uh, seats, you know, where everything <laughs> shakes in the seat. Uh, amazing stuff. And the entire store is reserved for the lost fans of the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area. And basically what we wanted to do is we wanted to put together a little promo video. So if you go to gspn.tv or if you go to weeklylostpodcast.com, you'll see a promotional video that I put together um, talking about this. And I am brand new into the video end of podcasting. I, I I consider myself to be an expert and professional in all things regarding audio podcasting. But in the video, I am just testing the waters of this new uh, place out there. And in essence, what I did is I have this video camera and it doesn't have an audio built, uh, an audio jack built in. So I took my Edderall recorder and and held that in my hand, which is like this, it's a really nice portable digital recorder that picks up audio at an unbelievable level. And I had the um, tripod out with the camera on it on the other end of the room. And of course, the audio on the video that we recorded where Stephanie and I were talking and saying, hey, this is who we are, this is what we're doing, this is why we're here. Um, the audio that the court, re- the video recorder captured was just horrible. So what I had to do is I literally opened up the previous version of iMovie HD and dr- I drug in the camera um, file that was recorded after I converted it to DV using Visual Hub. And then what I did is I told it to show the audio track and then I told it to unlock the audio or to extract the audio so that the audio was down on another track. Then I imported the audio recording from my Edderall portable recorder and I matched them up exactly. And we even did this thing that somebody said, you need to clap like this real good. And, um, what happens is you can line those claps up by zooming in real close and then you sync that up. And then what we did is we deleted the audio track from the video cameras recording and we locked it together with the um, video, with the Edderall recording. And then what I did is I exported that out of iMovie HD using, uh, using the DV format. So we're not losing any quality here. And then what I did is I imported that into the uh, iMovie 08 application, which I do actually like that version better for the editing for some reason. I I don't know why. So just all kinds of different things you can do with a Mac. And if you happen to have a Mac where you have iLife 08 and you used to have the prior version of iMovie HD, uh, there are still a lot of very good uses for iMovie HD out there. Yeah, and Apple offers it. I, th- I still think they offer it if you bought iLife 08 as a free download. Is that right? Yeah, so if, if you want the you know iMovie uh, 06 or iMovie HD, whatever it was called, uh, if you go to Apple's uh, website, I think it's apple.com slash downloads, or uh, if you go to the iMovie section in the iLife website on Apple, there's a link to download it. Very cool. Did yeah. you have anything else for us? Uh, you you want to say anything about Macworld? I know you said definitely don't buy anything. 
Uh, I, I think yeah. we've already there's enough speculation going out there. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. Uh, so no, no, there's there's so many wild ideas on what's going on. It, it's it, it's just going to be a free for all. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm we can talk more about this uh, next show. But I think we should uh, we should all be in the chat room uh, during the show. They, they don't broadcast it live, right? But there's a lot of people in the audience that'll be doing live blogging from the show. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna probably take. Uh, I'll probably be available at that time to be in the live chat room here um, at gspn.tv/live, so we can all share our thoughts and ideas on what's going on as it's happening. Right, and that'll be during the day. Is that correct? Yeah, it'll start 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, 10 a.m. Uh, California time. Right, and I'll I'll tell you what I'll do is I will I will also be here and uh, we'll have the. The audio stream up, and I, I just want to let you guys know. Well, we'll talk. Actually, we'll talk a little bit after the show about the, uh, the, the some of the new technology as as far as our live shows is concerned. Uh, after we finish our recording. So anyway, I th- I think we have enough content for this week. We're at 44 minutes. We don't want to go too far over that for those of you who are downloading. We don't want to bog you down. We know you have lots of other awesome podcasts to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to just uh, mention one thing real quick. For those of you, if this is your first podcast episode of Help I Got a Mac, uh, this show is currently listener-supported only. Uh, I have uh, left a career in insurance after 11 years and now do this full-time, and I am trying to find sponsors for the show. If you are interested in sponsoring uh, several episodes of Help I Got a Mac, uh, please get in contact with me at cliff at gspn.tv. That stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. Again, that's cliff at gspn.tv. I am looking for sponsors. However, I do a total of 14 getting ready to launch my 15th podcast. And uh, we are looking for monthly supporters. If anybody's interested in donating to our show, uh, just go to gspn.tv slash donate. And uh, we currently, I am proud to say that we have 16 supporters that uh, send us a donation once a month, which totals about $87 a month. So not quite enough to pay the mortgage or put food on the table, (laughs) but we're working on it. If you'd be interested in helping support to the podcasting that we do here, uh, even something as small as $5 or $10 a month really does mean a difference. Uh, and so if, if you are interested again, it's gspn.tv slash donate. Chris, I think that's about it. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it. We'll have, uh, some cool software next week and, uh, we'll have hopefully, we'll, hopefully some, some nuggets of, uh, of information for Macworld will be sneaking out this week. Uh, because you know, people always can't keep their mouth shut. That's right. So we will come back. Uh, We are on our regular schedule now every Sunday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Tell all your friends who just got a Mac for Christmas where to go. And Chris, where where should they go when they they just get their first Mac? Helpigotamac.com. Helpigotamac.com. 